This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Rolling on into our number... Three of the G-Bag Nation, and Brian Broaddus is on what, hour number 10, 11 now? 10, 11, yeah. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. It's all blending together at this point. Yeah. Still waiting for him to crack. Zach Wolchuk, Brian Broaddus, Eric Chiafalo, Lucius Alexander, Carter Freeman running your video, and it is time now to be joined via the Diamond Factory hotline by the greatness that is Bobby Marks, ESPN, NBA, front office insiders. He's going to hop on with us, talk some Mavs, Talk some NBA trade deadline is the latest rumorouskis out there. Kyrie Irving requesting a trade. And it seems like the Lakers and the Mavs are the two teams that the Nets are going to talk to. Well, that's, Crazy, dude. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I, and Mark Stein was one that kind of put that the first time I heard that Mark put it out there that the Mavs were part of this. So he's got such a pipeline around the league, but also especially to the Mavs. So, um, you know, if, if he's saying that, I, I think there's got to be some legs to it for sure. Yeah. I, and in the latest, you know, to your point, McMahon's talked about it, Stein's talked about it, and I guess this is something that the Mavericks have explored before. So they've talked about this. You have the Nico relationship, you've got the Jason Kidd relationship there, and maybe they believe Kyrie's a guy that we're willing to work with, and we think that could work here. So we'll see, obviously, what the compensation is. That's the big question around the Mavericks. What do they have to give up, and what are they willing to give up? Yeah, are you willing to punt on first-round picks in the future? Uh, and are you willing to tie yourself to a guy like Kyrie Irving who can be a little bit day-to-day in terms of his desire to play and what he wants? He wants to remain a net. He wants to go to the Lakers. He demands a trade. Okay, I'm here. I'm cool. I'm with my friend KD. But it's just it, it never seems like he's always – never seems like he's very happy in the place that he's in. And so do you want to commit years and tons of dollars to him – my answer to that would probably be no, man. There's there's more fish in the sea, and if I have to be a little bit patient, wait till the summertime to make something big happen, so be it. But I don't want to give up a bunch of picks, give up a bunch of money, and say, all right, Luca, this is your running mate now, and your running mate's a little bit day-to-day with his desire. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, too, it's going to come with the extension if you trade for Kyrie. And I don't know that that's something you really want to lock yourself into, but I would love to just see the experiment. But to your point, Brian, it's like if you're going to give up what it costs to get him, which is probably going to be first-round picks, we'll see. Maybe the Nets are just, hey, that desperate to get rid of him. You're probably going to be looking at this as more of a long-term move and not a short-term rental just to see how it plays out. I just don't think it's it's good business. I know you're trying to know better your team and Kyrie could no question better your team but I'd like to have some type of insurance that we can maybe get something done that we can you know this is not going to be here we are half the season and 
you know, hopefully in through the playoffs that, you know, can we really get something done here? Are we just doing this to, to kind of move on and try and put this team over the top? But I don't think you're to that point where you're thinking like, oh, this would be an over-the-top type of move, you know. Kendrick Perkins is not excited about uh, what Kyrie Irving is pulling today. He's, you could have done it yesterday. You could have done it tomorrow, but not on MJ Day. I didn't oh. even realize it was MJ Day. I didn't. I didn't know. Oh, but two three, two three, twenty three, two three, twenty three. This is MJ Day. You got Barkley calling him out, and now uh, Kendrick Perkins is not here for Kyrie Irving stealing the shine away from MJ Day. Oh even though gosh. this is the first time hearing of this MJ Day, but I, I, I respect that. So Kendrick Perkins is is uh, doing what he does best which is uh, go go in on some folks, and I think he's been going in on, on Kyrie Irving today. And Walchuk, I imagine, is a little bit frantic right now. What, what's your? How are you feeling? Are you emailing uh, PR people? I sent an email to PR. You, it, was, it a, was it a strongly worded email? It wasn't strongly worded. Say, hey, you promised me Bobby Marks at 4 o'clock, and now gosh we dang have, it, it's 4.05. I know. And we have Do you realize seen, we have Kyrie Irving news? Do you realize we have basketball to talk? And Bobby's been doing his work on ESPN. We've been, been seeing him. I've been watching. We've been seeing him. We've seen him on there. Yeah. He's doing a lot of good work. I know. I was excited to talk with Bobby. Hopefully uh, apparently, he, he's very excited to talk to us, too. Hopefully he's he picks up at the bit, soon. Man. I mean, he's working hard, especially once Kyrie Irving news comes down. I'm sure everybody's just knocking on his door. Like, he can't hey, wait to get on the phone right up? now and talk some Mavs trade deadline news with us. He's probably thinking, I don't know what the Mavericks have to deal. Why I, do they want to talk to me in Dallas? I'm hoping there's a situation with this email exchange that Wolchuk had with this uh, alleged ESPN person that resembles the one, the email that Dawson got some years ago where it was obvious that it was a scam, but he clicked on some buttons and he lost a bunch of money doing something. I wonder if we go back and vet this email that Wolchuk's been exchanging with. Like, it's EPSN.com is the, it, it, like, at EPSN. Oh, no, it's not. It's, it, like, is it really ESPN? Well, I, we, we big, have a teammate that we could definitely uh, have a gripe with if it's not the real dude. <laughs> big E, little S, big P, yeah. little N. I'm like, where did they get Walchuck on this fake email and give him the old okey-doke on Bobby Marks? Did you get ball I definitely oh, didn't get Did you get butt cracked? No, if I did, I got Bobby belted. <laughs> hey, you know oh. he's the ultimate troll god. You know if Bobby was if Bobby was your assist, Bobby Belt was your assist on getting ESPN's Bobby Marks here six days I'm ahead of the get deadline. Get on the phone, boys. I mean, Bobby Marks is a busy man this time of year. Uh, Carter said that's what we get for relying on grown men named Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> well right. said, Carter Freeman, who I am alleging to be, when it's all said and done tomorrow at Fan Bowl, Texas Live, uh, at the Revolver Brewing, I'm alleging Carter Freeman's going to be the single drunkest fan employee there. Are I you guys, would, are you guys in that. on that? I would agree or with do that. You, are you going to one-up me with somebody else? Wait well, a minute. Wolchuk's getting really serious now. Have you noticed? Oh, he's sweating over there. <laughs> okay, he, I just really got a reply. Yeah, from the <laughs> he, fake ESPN PR It's not person. a fake guy. It's not a fake guy. This guy, and he's a friend of the show, okay? So watch, okay. watch yeah, what that's you say how you, here. Yeah. If you guys ever want to make sure we get an ESPN guest again, I would tread very lightly here, Eric Chiafalo. But <laughs> he's texted him personally. He's going to let me know here in just a moment as soon as he gets back. So Sure, sure, sure. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll get Bobby here shortly. Yeah. Is no, it, I'm confident. He's at Cat's Deli in New York having a... He might be. He might Ruben. be just taking a bathroom break from all the TV he's been doing. Yeah. He has been doing a good job, though. I love when he gets on there and and throws out those trade ideas where you like he gives you the... He gets in front of the board. Or the he, machine. The, well, he, he gives you the idea of the money and how it's going to work, and but he'll give you like, okay, they get this guy and then you get this. And he just kind of match, makes everything match up. Really, really good at his job. 
Okay, well, I, I do want to just throw uh, throw this your way then, Broadus, as we sit and wait for Bobby Belt uh, or Bobby Marks, who's definitely going to be joining us any moment now. Walchuk is batting a thousand uh, on his. I mean, that's true about Walchuk. When he when he says he's got a guest, damn it, he's got a guest. So Walchuk never gets stood up on a date, uh, which is why last Friday went so well. for Thank him. you for sharing the facts. You're welcome. Well, now it did go well. I did want to ask you about this though, because Paul Feinbaum randomly uh, tweeted out the other day, Broadus, worst job interview question you've ever been asked. Randomly. Uh, did I say the word wrong? I was trying to say randomly. You might have said randomly. Okay. Uh, I understood what you I'm getting saying. all Randy up in here, man, uh, watching Walchuk leak confidence. Speaking of Randy, I actually do have a Randy story. Oh, you do? Okay, let's put a bookmark in that. Let's get back to your Randy story in a second. But Benjamin Watson, remember Ben Watson? Yeah. yeah. NFL tight end. Right. He's the guy who most recently was uh, about to put his hands on Peter Burns. That's yeah, right, on the his, SEC network. Yeah. Exactly, for yeah. saying something about his wife. Yeah. Well, he responded to Feinbaum's question about the worst job interview question you've ever been asked. And I think it's a good question for the Tolos. What's the dumbest question you've ever been asked in a job interview? 877-881-1053. But Benjamin Watson says, at the Combine, the Cleveland Browns asked me if I ever smoked weed. I said no. (laughs) Then the interviewer (laughs) grabbed my wrist as if he was feeling my pulse and asked me again, only louder this time. I was seated in a chair in the middle of a dark room with a spotlight on it. Uh, the front office stood in the shadows mob style, dot, dot, dot. That was a combine interview that Benjamin Watson said, uh, and he ended up playing for the Browns later on in his career, and he's like, I got no, no problem, uh, no hard feelings at all with the Browns, but he says, whenever I was a rookie going through the combine interview questions, that was the weirdest interaction that I had. Do you smoke weed? No. Okay, now I'm going to grab your wrist and I'm going to ask you louder. All the lights are going to be out. There's going to be a spotlight on you. And the front office is just standing in the shadows uh, mob style. That's pretty incredible. It is. And I, I've seen these combine interviews go with good cop, bad cop kind uh-huh. of a thing. You know, you make these kids like, like one coach gets in his face and then kind of walks away and you see how they respond. Like, can they take, can they take that kind of, you know, coaching, you know, that maybe, maybe they found out that on the school call, you're like, Hey man, you can't coach this guy hard. You can't coach this kid hard. He'll, he'll like, he'll go into a shell. So what you do is you get a coach that goes in there and like starts just going after him mm-hmm. and, and you see if the kid is going to wilt or is he really going to, you know, he's going, no, man, you don't, you know what you're talking about here. I, th- I think you had, uh, I think you had Pete Carroll whenever they had DK Metcalf in took there. Off his he, shirt. he took his shirt oh, off did. and then yeah. DK took his shirt off and they, they shared like a great together. bro moment together. Very odd. Gosh, that, I mean, you say odd, I say bros being dudes. Uh-huh, being, being guys. Now, we are getting a lot of, the dumbest question is, why do you want this job? Oh, Yeah. Uh, it certainly has nothing to do with the money. It's for the love of the game, sir. Yeah, I I Just need a, really I need a job. Always dream. I need of a paycheck. Loading freight into these airplanes overnight at FedEx. I'm I mean, looking obviously. for employment. Uh, what about the 817 saying that they were asked if you were a pizza, what kind of pizza would you be in a that's real a, legit job interview? It's a weird one. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know where you take those uh, those answers. Well, you're going meat lovers. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Cause I'm bold and uh, carnivorous. You love me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a meat guy. I'm not ashamed to, I'm not ashamed to say that. I don't even know what kind of beat, like, I, I don't know how to answer that. How question. do you answer the weaknesses question? 
Yeah, the what are your weaknesses? Because the easy one is like, I overwork myself. I'm addicted to the game that way. And I just like, I always. Your weakness? Oh, yeah. My weakness is like, I work too hard. I'm right? really lazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how do you <laughs> I respond I don't care to very that. much. I'm sure there's somebody like a, an interviewee expert that can tell you how you respond to those questions. I don't know how to respond to the weakness question. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to give away. I'm not going to show my cards, okay? Uh, and, and yes, I thank you, uh, 469. This Bobby Marks interview has been kick-ass, and Bobby, we appreciate the time. It was uh, the his podcast with Zach Lowe ran long. Oh, the low post. So we're hoping to get him on here in just a moment. He will have TV at the top of the hour. TV at the top of the so hour. We're okay. Gonna, we're going to work on the phones, and hopefully we'll get him on here in just a moment. Well, listen, uh, he had to do what he had to do with Zach Lowe, but don't you have to do what you have to do with your Wooly Bully Top 10 at 420? Yeah, don't worry. Are I you going to acquiesce to I'm Bobby gonna Marks? Make sh- I'm, no, I'm gonna, we're going to get the top 10 in. It we just should, might be an abbreviated we should, do it with, we should do it with Marks. With what, Bobby what, Marks? What's today's top it's 10 It's an NFL list. list. We're not going to do it with Bobby. Oh. Although that would be good. Let's harken back to yesterday's and hit him with the tater tot stuff. We could ask him what his favorite side is. If Bobby Marks were to find himself in a drive through anywhere in the country right now, what drive through would it be? I think that's a good question. Like, what's his what's his fast food of choice? We found out today Giannis is his Culver's. Now, I will say this really, really quick. Back to the Randy. We have an Austin Powers-themed bar that's going to open in Dallas. Say that one more time. Just repeat it for the people who didn't hear like me. An Austin Powers-themed bar is going to open in Dallas. Oh, yes, sir. It's an Austin Powers-themed bar. Is going to be at the Whippersnapper just down the road here at Henderson Avenue. Is Fat Bastard going to be there? He might be. He better be. You know who is here? Bobby Marks, ladies and gentlemen of ESPN. Bobby, thank you for giving us some time, man. We're six days from the deadline. You must be just working like an animal right now. Are you getting any sleep at this time? I, I, you know what? I was in I was in in, the, in Publix, which is the big shopping you know uh, food store down here in in Florida, and I was like in in like the crumb cake aisle, and like all of a sudden all hell broke loose because it had been pretty quiet up until that point here. So, yeah, I guess what we thought was going to be a relatively quiet uh, deadline, which is next Thursday, has certainly um, shaken up some things with uh, I guess with this uh, with this Kyrie Irving news. <laughs> you were shopping for grocery essentials when you got hit with the Kyrie Irving it news. Was, it's amazing. I was thinking like do I leave the cart in the aisle and just walk out of the store or do I just pay for it and, and do I have enough time to get home in, in time? It's incredible. Uh, have you had that sandwich by the way? The chicken tender sandwich. Yeah. I hear it's incredible. That thing's legendary. Bobby can you confirm? I have not. No, I have okay. not. Okay. Well, it comes highly recommended. Next time Bobby Marks finds himself at Publix, uh, okay. he needs to try the chicken tender sando sub sandwich from Publix. We don't have it here in Texas, but apparently it's to die for. I will do that. I will definitely do that. All right, Bobby, thank you so much again for giving us some time. I'm still batting a 1,000 now with, with, with the guest booking, so I'm feeling really good yeah. about this. <laughs> you you saved his rear end, Bobby. You it have no idea. Well, I saw you guys calling in. I was doing a podcast with Zach Lowe. Hey, it's um, all good. An emergency pod, and I saw you call. I was like, I can't answer this call coming in. I know what I, I know I'm supposed to be on radio. I just can't answer it, and I'm, I'm glad it worked out here. No, we're, we're thrilled to have you, but we got to ask you, obviously, Kyrie and the Mavs. It seems like that's being sure. linked, the Mavs. Mavs and the Lakers, the two teams, how likely do you think the Mavs are to be involved with this thing seriously? Well, I mean, I think it's, yeah, I mean, I think if, if Dallas and is, you know, I don't think a guy like, you know, you know certainly Spencer Dinwiddie would be involved, but, you know, when you look at the, you know, what the Mavericks have under contract, you know, outside of Luca and, and, and Spencer is they've got a lot of, 
we call those sweet spot contracts, right? Guys that make in between 10 and $20 million here. So I think for, for Dallas's perspective, it's, hey, we know Irving's a, he's going to be a free agent. What do you view him as, right? Do you view him as a, as a rental for the next four months? Are you comfortable signing him to a two- or three-year contract um, you know, for, um, as a free agent here? Um, what number is that? Um, are you willing to give up draft compensation here? You know, they, they still owe New York that first, um, you know, in June, um, you know, and then again, and from Brooklyn's perspective, you know, are you willing to take back, you know, Tim Hardaway junior contract that has money on it? Um, is there anyone else appealing here? So I think they're linked, you know, just based on what they have potentially to offer. I think it's a matter of, you know, how, how much Dallas is willing to kind of go in because, you know, it's a, it's a unique situation. I mean, Irving's, Hey, he's having an all-star year. Um, he's been healthy when he's been on the court. I mean, that's kind of been the big thing. But as you guys know, I mean, there's a lot that comes with it, right? Like, he's, as I said, he's the perfect one-year max player. He's a perfect one-year player for your organization here. And the risk comes with what you have to give up and then what, you know, and, and what you are comfortable as far as long-term because, like, there's a track record, right? I mean, you, I went, you went through his, you go through his history. The last four years in Brooklyn, there's been something every season. Like, like, I mean, I thought we were, you know, somewhat in the clear after everything that happened in November because how he's been playing and then all of a sudden this pops. So um, I just think, you know, as far as, you know, that Dallas front office has to be comfortable as far as exploring, as far as what the cost is going to be and, and what the kind of the future is going is, it will hold. Bobby, my experience is working in the National Football League in, in front offices. And when you when you make these kinds of trades, do you go into the with your eyes open? It's like, hey, I'm only going to do this if I can get an extension or, or talk about an extension. Does it work a lot differently in front offices in basketball? Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, I think that certainly drives the price um, as far as what you're willing to give up. I mean, Irving's in this. He's in a unique situation because of how the extension rules are uh, in the NBA. Um, if Dallas or another team would have, uh, would acquire him, he can sign, you know, it's like a two year, like $77 million extension. That's the maximum, right? If you play out the year, then, you know, they can sign him up to five years as a, as a free agent here. So like, yeah, I mean, after two years, 76 million, that's fine with me. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I would maybe do that for the, you know, the next, uh, the next, you know, couple of years because, um, you know, because it's, it's a short-term deal. Um, and, you know, he has, as I said, he has shown to be healthy here. So, yeah, I mean, everything kind of comes in, in, in into play um, as far as, you know, I think that, I think it will be interesting if Irving gives, um, gives the Nets a list of teams and if Brooklyn allows him permission to talk with those teams. I think that's, and we don't see that much in the NBA. I mean, we, I dealt with it in, when I was in the Nets front office with Carmelo Anthony back in 2011. Um, you don't see that much. And I think that would be – that might help a little bit based on just kind of getting an understanding of what he's looking for in, in the offseason, where his head is. Um, and that might – you know, that may make a deal a little bit easier. Okay, so uh, you were obviously an assistant general manager uh, in your time. You're working NBA front office insider for ESPN right now. You're Nico Harrison. Are, are, you, are you pulling the trigger on a move like this for Kyrie? I would probably do it if it, you know, I would do it for, uh, I probably wouldn't put a pick in there, but, you know, I mean, Hardaway Jr., Christian Wood. If you're not comfortable signing Christian Wood long-term at his number, you know, something like that, 
not putting any of the younger players, whether it be Hardy or Green. I'm not doing Dinwiddie. I'm not doing Finney Smith. Um, so I think you, you, there's an offer out there, but I think I just don't know if that, that would be appealing to um, to Brooklyn. Bobby Marks with us here on 105 Through the Fan. I think that's the biggest question for Mavs fans. What do they have that is appealing via trade to other teams? Outside of Kyrie, is there any other trade that maybe you're hearing or that you think that the Mavericks could possibly make to try and get more help for Luka? Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, Bojan Bogdanovic's been linked to a lot of different um, teams. I just think it's going to cost you probably an unprotected first, mm. you know, and that's probably going to be, you know, two years after this um, Knicks pick is conveyed. And that's, you know, that's rich. I mean, he's, he's under contract after this year for two more years. He can certainly help them. Um, you know, that's probably kind of, you know, that, as I said, that's a, that's a little bit high as far as for him. Um, but you're right. I mean, you, you, I mean, they've got a nice group of rotational players, right? Like there's not a, you know, Porzingis last year was different because I guess we you can call him as a blue chip prospect based on his upside of healthy. Um, I liked what they did and you split that up into a bunch of different players here, but you know, Ken, um, you know, an expiring, you know, Dwight Powell, you know, guys like that, you know, Hardaway, as I said, got years left, you know, Dinwiddie's having a really good year and he's under contract another year and your, your draft assets are limited here. So, and it's hard because it's, you know, this is not a buyer's market, right? It's basically like, you know, you're going shopping and you want to go buy eggs and, you know, usually get them for $2. Now they're on, they're on, on the market for $15, right? Mm-hmm. So do you want to pay $15 for a carton of eggs? Like that's the hard thing because there's just not many sellers out there, teams that are looking to, and if there are, they're they're basically kind of driving the price up. Bobby, when uh, when you were making those calls and you know working your phones for the trades and stuff like that, if you had a guy that's a first time general manager, how how do you deal with first time general managers when, with Nico and and that? I mean, are you taking these calls because you know his team, you know the guys? I mean, you're looking at all his information. Your scouts are giving you reports and all that stuff. How, how do you deal with a first-time general manager? Oh, I mean, I think you're, I mean, you're taking calls on all, you know, from all, you know, whatever, 29 other teams here. I mean, we, we dealt with it, and it was interesting. We, we went during Carmelo, there was a new GM in Denver, and his name was Masai Ujiri, mm, right? right? First time at it. And, man, he was tough as nails. <laughs> I mean, he was so tough during it here, so – I don't think it matters if you've been in the league a year, two years, 20 years here. I think if you've got some substance to you, and I know Nico does, I think there's kind of a principle as far as kind of what you're willing to do as far as, you know, in a a deal here and what you're willing to kind of do long-term here. And, yeah, I mean, you've got Luca under contract for the next, whatever, four years here. But I do think there's a little bit of a, you know, certainly sense of urgency. But is is this the guy that you're willing to kind of give up a lot for, or is there another guy that's going to come about this summer? And and that's the hard thing to, to try to kind of sift through. Bobby, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. I know it's been a hectic day for you today, but hopefully we can uh, visit with you again down the line. Love your insight. Appreciate it. Thanks guys. There he goes. Bobby Marks, our front office insider, courtesy of ESPN with us here on the diamond factory hotline. All right. We got the woolly bully top 10 coming up on the other side. I got the best plays in Super Bowl history, what do you think is the best play? 877-881-1053. We'll do that next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hello, G-Bag Nation. About to get you the Wooly Bully Top 10 list at 420. Great to have you in on a football Friday. 24 hours from now, we will be in the midst of a fantastic party. Texas Live, Revolver Brewing Company is where Fan Bowl is going down. Can Hagee retain his title? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out, but I can't wait for the roundtables and all the fellowship and partying uh, with the Tolos all afternoon long tomorrow, starting at officially 2 o'clock, but uh, we'll be live with Medford and uh, Will Chambers uh, and from, from 9 to 1, and then the roundtables take over and the party ensues. So cannot wait to see a Texas Live Revolver Brewing tomorrow, Fan Bowl 2023, NFL News of the Day in 12 minutes, but right now we get the Wooly Bully List O the Day. Let's do it, baby. Let's hit you with that top 10. We're getting ready to fly on out to Arizona after our show Monday to hit up Radio Row. Is your body ready? I know your body's ready. You've been preparing for this moment your entire life. I don't know if it is. Dude, we're going to be in front of all these cool people. We're going to get to ask fun questions. This is going to be, this is going to be amazing. I'm like bro. excited yet nervous. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, too. You know, it's just, ooh, this is going to be crazy. But I've got the top 10 best plays in Super Bowl history as we get closer to the big game that's going to be a week away from Sunday. You can say Super Bowl. Can I? I think you're allowed. So you don't want to get flagged by legal. Yeah, no, Corey is uh, is always ahead of that with KNC. I yeah. think you can say it. All right. Uh, now, some of the plays. Yeah, you're good. I'm good? Yeah, you're good. Super Bowl. As long as you don't say you're having a Super Bowl party and you're charging folks. Darn it. Yeah, then it gets different. Yeah, okay. Don't, don't say don't say that. You're not charging folks. Well, you did not get that inbox I sent you uh, just <laughs> a little bit ago. I got your I sure did. A uh, couple of honorable mention plays that didn't quite crack the top 10 here. We had the... The butt fumble. Tracy Portal. Tracy Porter, excuse me, pick six against the Colts for the Saints to give them their first Super Bowl. Clinched it 31-17, to and that was a great moment for New Orleans. You also had the Edelman... Diving catch against oh the Saints. Gosh. Yeah, where I don't know against how the Falcons uh, against the Falcons. Falcons excuse yeah. me, that was crazy. That it, was a crazy play. That to me probably needs to be in the top ten. It does. Yeah, it does because that was monumental to the comeback, uh, and it was just a prayer from Brady, and it ended up uh, like bounced off some hands, but it worked he out. Fights for them. off two Falcons defenders. It's a twenty-three yard gain. Yeah, it was. It was one of the biggest drives of the game, no question. But number ten. This one's not great for us uh, as Cowboy fans. Well, then don't say it. Lynn Swan's catch. Over Mark Washington. Yeah. yeah. Overrated. This is don't the we only all agree reason. overrated catch? I, overrated player. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I thought he was brilliant in uh, in Waterboy. 
he was great in Waterboy, and he was okay doing sideline for ESPN in college football. Now he's the AD there with USC, and he's probably doing good work because he got Lincoln Riley. I think they moved on from him. Did they? Yeah. Well, exactly. He couldn't even be a good Gosh, AD then. Man, Overrated as an athletic director and as a receiver. Go bleep yourself, I, Lin Man, Swan. I think I'm right about that. I don't know. You might be. You might not be. I, I probably not. Hang on. Did probably. you just fire Lin Swan? I tried to. I did. I, when I think of great Super Bowl plays, by the way, it's two plays for me. It's David Tyree. Mm-hmm. And it's James Harrison. Yeah. And those should both be in the top 10. There's no question. Top five. Top, uh, they, top two. We'll see where they go. Number nine. Jeez, oh, I was right. You were right. Guy Swan. Named Mike Bond. Mike Bond. See, that Mike, sounds like an he AD. Came, he came from the University of Cincinnati. Well, he was doing great work there with the Bearcats. Yep. Mike Bond. Both Kelsey brothers really gave him a ringing Man, think, endorsement. Think about the coaches that Mike Bond has hired. He hired uh, a guy that's uh, at Ohio, Luke Fickle. He did. So, man, this, this cat knows some football coaches. At Wisconsin now. This yep. Bearcat. Absolutely. He was a Bearcat. What is a Bearcat? It's like a mean. It's a cat. It's a mean. It's a, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a kind of a cat. Like a mountain lion. Yeah, kind of a cat. Not a. I think it's a cross. It's a cross between a bear and a cat. <laughs> Who knows? You got the brought, same. <laughs> brought it. Brought it. It's finally hitting. Brought. He's like, it's it. Well, I guess that, it actually, it's a good question. Did we have a situation where bears and cats were mating with each other? This is a crazy situation. I'm gonna look this up. It feels like to me this is gonna be one of these like six legged animals. It's a hybrid. Number nine. It's a liger. Number nine is the John Taylor game winner that secured the Cincinnati. 49ers. Third Super Bowl over the Bengals. Yes, sir. Joe Montana, that 92-yard drive to erase a three-point Bengals lead, hits Taylor for the game winner. Number eight, Marcus Allen punctuates a bad night for Washington as he reverses field that 74-yard touchdown run that I'm sure we will see a highlight of next week leading up to the game. Number seven. Google's not really helping me with this Bearcat thing. A bear-like climbing mammal. Especially the red panda or the binturong. I've determined I'd want a panda if I can get one of those zoo animals. Telling you, they're a little bit meaner yeah, than you think. Pandas are, are cool. Lucius, pandas and koalas, the, man. The, ping, the penguin was Lucius's. Yeah, penguin I like your dough. The penguin. The penguin. The penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, Mike Jones tackle. It stops the that, Titans. That was amazing. That saved the game right there. Oh, yeah. the there's, there's, line, right? Two, there's two defensive plays of all time that you can remember in this thing. The one, him, and then that one in Malcolm Butler's interception. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Number six, we've had this one texted in quite a bit. It's the Philly Philly. The Philly special. Oh. Yeah, great. Back to Nick Foles for the touchdown. Corey Clement. My guy. Trey the, Burton to Foles on a fourth down. Doug Peterson. Pretty damn good call there from Doug. It's crazy to me, still to this day, it baffles me that Nick Foles has a statue outside of Lincoln Financial Field. They beat Tom that Brady and the crazy, Patriots. crazy, bro. Gosh, I can't stand them. Number five is Eli Manning's throw to Mario Manningham in their Ooh, second Super Bowl along win. The sidelines. See, it, it, David Tyree gets the headlines, as we know. Uh, that's the first one that comes to my mind. But that Manningham throw and catch on the sideline. Both line, of them, the throw and the catch. Whoa. 38-yarder, incredible play. And bleep the Giants. Amen. But that's incredible. Number four was Antonio Holmes. Tiptoe in the back of the end zone. Somehow, some way, Ben Roethlisberger finds him in the corner as they end up coming back to beat the Cardinals. 73 of the 88 yards on that final drive were Antonio Holmes. Jeez. Dude, he was a beast. He was a beast in that, in that game. And then he got a big contract with the Jets. Uh, he did after that. He did because the Steelers are just a pipeline. I think it was for him and Plaxico receivers. Burris, and yeah. then they ended up going to those AFC Championship games with Sanchez. 
Well, Plaxico Burris went to the Giants. Right, and then I think he went to the Jets. Oh, at the Jets? After, I, I think he did. Wasn't he a Jet when he shot himself yes. in the piece? Yeah, Why he, he stayed. I in, he was a Giant then. Hey, either way, he was in New York, but I think he went Giants to Jets. Man, we're doing some quality radio here right now. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, what is a Bearcat? What is a Bearcat? Is it a cross know. between a bear and a cat? Uh, that's what I hope it is. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping, too. <laughs> I hope it is. <laughs> like a Shih Tzu, yeah. right? <laughs> is there something going on? No, some that's Dr. Just Frankenstein and put yeah. together some animal out here that we just <laughs> call a mascot now. Dr. Moreau. Yeah. I mean, we do just say Bearcat like it's nothing, but when you really sink into it, what in the heck is a Bearcat? And looking at the photos of this thing, it, it really is... It has to be a bear and a cat got together. Crossbred. It has to be. Man. This thing is insane looking, and it looks more like a bear than a cat. Shout out to Alito. Is it better than a real, just a regular cat? No, <laughs> like the bear's gene pool was strong. It's better than a regular cat. You think so? Yeah, it's got the bear in front of it. Seems there. more dangerous. Number three is Malcolm Butler's interception. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. What about Devin Hester opening up the Super Bowl with a kickoff return for a touchdown? Pretty cool with all the lights, all the pictures that all are the, being that's taken. That's one of my favorite so cool. sports things that happens every year, the initial kickoff of a Super Bowl, oh, like, and there's the flashing lights all throughout, especially when it's a dome, like an indoor game. Mm. Number two, James Harrison. Yes, The dude. interception, 100-yard return. You've got Larry Fitzgerald basically running through the sideline okay. to try and catch him. Think about that. Okay, you had two of the plays in the top ten were the tiptoe catch in the end zone and then that play. Same game. It's it's up there as maybe the greatest Super Bowl of all time. It was it was crazy how that thing went back. An incredible game. Yeah. And performances. I mean, Kurt Warner's performance in that game was fantastic. And Larry Fitzgerald. Larry I mean, Fitzger- his whole playoff run, that's the greatest individual postseason run I've ever seen. Larry Fitzgerald's performance just on this James Harrison play where he attempted the tackle and he had to bob and weave throughout the sidelines. I thought he was going to get him almost, but not quite. That was such a legendary play. But number one, the greatest Super Bowl play of all time. Helmet catch. It is the helmet catch. David Tyree, as Eli Manning closes his eyes and heaves this one over the middle of the field. He was flinching. He really wasn't closing his eyes. He Whatever was it was. Yeah, I, I believe that. Uh, as dumb face, like you called him. I did. Rodney Harrison, Wait, unable to break it up. By the way, great guest for us this year on the uh, pre and post. Yeah. But still the king. It is David Tyree's helmet catch where he's got gum on the side of the helmet, somehow able to do it in the Giants' pull. Maybe the greatest upset of all time. Hey, a Bearcat looks kind of like a badger and a beaver had a baby. Yeah, I, I actually, you're 100% right about that. A, lo- a much longer <laughs> neck than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, just a very badge, interesting creature, man. Badge Beef, what are we doing there? Badge I'm trying to think of a name. you got to relax. I'm yeah. just asking a question, Don't sir. badger the beaver, okay? I, I made sure I said it correctly because I thought I could say it poorly. It sounded pretty uncomfortable. You nailed it. Uh, all right, <laughs> we do have somebody in the 469 saying they went to school at Cincinnati. They still have no idea what a Bearcat is. So I'm glad we're not the only ones that are scratching our heads on this thing. We will get to the bottom of it, though. There's no question about it. NFL News of the Day on a Football Friday featuring Zach Wolchuk, Kyler Murray, and a new D.C. in Denver. That's next right here on The Fan. Thanks, L.A. Got the Fan Bowl bracket fresh off the press. I'll reveal that for you at the top of the hour. We got some NFL news of the day right here, right now. Derek Carr has been given permission to talk to other teams by the Raiders of Vegas. Yeah, the Raiders are desperate to trade him. They don't want to have to. They don't want to have to pay him on the fifteenth, and they'd rather get something for him than just inevitably cut him before the fifteenth when he's due a guaranteed forty million bucks. So. The Raiders are like, please, go seek it out. See if there's a team that's willing to give us some draft picks or something in order to take your services. I don't see it happening. He's not going to get traded for. 
Not, with that, not with that contract, he's not. Me either. And he doesn't want to be traded for, really. He yeah. wants to be able to probably take his free agent tour sure. and, and pick handpick his team. And Yeah. Man, I don't know how many. I wonder what team's going to be interested in throwing. It just seems screams Washington to me. Washington's going to Washington. be like, this is our guy. Throw yeah, a bunch of money at him. I do wonder if Washington's holding out for Lamar, if there's any way that they could make that happen. But otherwise, I'm with you because the the Jets seem like they're going to try and go for Rodgers, but you do have Devontae Adams, who you had Las Vegas locally on Twitter say, which neighborhood at Aaron Rodgers are you moving to? And Devontae Adams quote tweeted it and said, mine. So he's already recruiting his former quarterback with the Packers to replace his best buddy, Derek Carr, who's now leaving. Well, I do wonder, with, with the Brady news, it felt like the Raiders were going to go all in on Brady. And with it, with him now retiring, I do wonder what the Raiders' plan is at quarterback. It's clearly not Derek Carr, but I think they were going to just go full force on, they're, okay, so maybe going, they bring in Jimmy G. They're, they're going to go for Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I could see that happening. That's the one they're doing. You got the McDaniel connection there. Yeah. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Speaking of quarterbacks, if you're wondering... Why the heck has the Cardinals job not been taken? NFL insiders are saying, well, many of the desired candidates don't want to take the job because they know they're going to be tied to the hip of Kyler Murray for the next four seasons. He signed that five-year, $230 million contract in late August, and anyone who takes the Cardinals job will have no options in the foreseeable future at quarterback. And it appears that a lot of these candidates are not very into coaching Kyler Murray. I kind of felt like that was Brian Flores' job. You're going to tell me that he's interviewing with Denver, right? Yes, Flores is going to interview with Denver, and I think he's the favorite to get that defensive coordinator job. What's, However, what's my OC, my DC there? What the guy has a strange name. I, n- I never get his name right. Oh my gosh, it's something with an E. It is a. He does have a strange, but I that's I don't know why they wouldn't just retain him. I don't either. That's what I'm saying. That like. The, the folks at the Broncos, the front office was very adamant about that. I like, think it's Averro. Averro? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Desai what? is the is the, uh, He's the, Seahawks. The, the Seahawks guy that they're also going to probably look at as well. But it appears that they want a big name to pair with Sean Payton. And that's why a lot of insiders right now are reporting Brian Flores, assuming the interview goes what, well. It sounds like, though, but the, uh, in talking to people that around the league that kind of know the Broncos pretty well, that, that maybe that, that the front office wants to keep the DC. Yeah, Averro's done a great job. His name Averro, right? Yeah. Is that how you say it? A hero Averro, I believe. Hero a Hero Averro. Okay. Averro. Okay, I get it. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that's kind of a that's that's something that people are talking about. That that guy I know I can't even pronounce his damn name. It is I, a but, unique name. But I but you know, look what their defense did. Those guys played hard for him. They did. They they were arguably the best defense I, in the I, league. I'd keep that group together as if I could. Yeah. I don't think that that thing's worth changing. But no. Brian Flores, if, if things go well, seems like he's got the inside track to get that job. Yeah. But maybe... Brian Flores is a good coach, too. Maybe he is going to hold out on Arizona, see if he can get a head coaching job. I thought that Brian Flores was going to get that Arizona job. That's that's what I was... I don't know. I mean, I can understand there's only 32 of these. You know, go for it. I mean, Brian Flores, you're probably still getting paid from the... Still getting paid from the Dolphins for, you know, them letting you go. Go take another opportunity. Or maybe he doesn't want to be a two-time failed coach, a head coach. I don't think he would. You know, in Arizona, you know, I, th- I can think of worse situations. I don't think Kyler Murray is – I think a lot of people are making a – Very talented player. Yeah, I think a, I think you just got to get the right guy as an OC working with him. We you know? talked uh, yesterday about Joe Mixon and the charges before we got off the air. 
Yeah, the, dropped, huh? yeah, the misdemeanor menacing charge against Joe Burrow, or excuse me, Joe Mixon from the Bengals, <laughs> it's been dismissed earlier today. Now, it could be refiled later, but as of right now, those charges have been dropped. So Joe Mixon in the clear. Speaking of Joe, Murrow, though, Joe Burrow, though, his teammate, Zach Taylor said they're going to start contract negotiations with him for a new deal. He's going to break the bank. Yeah, yeah. So if you're is. another team that's trying to lock up a quarterback, you might want to get that done before Cincinnati has to get their deal done with Joe Burrow because that guy's about to uh, he's about to you reset know, it's, the market. It's the Chargers with Herbert, I think, and then Baltimore yeah. with, with Lamar. Lamar. It's really interesting because the Bengals are a team, their only business, the owner's business, is the NFL. You know, and now they're billionaires because of it. Their team's worth billions. But extra cash, you know, to, for signing bonuses and stuff like that, they don't have that you know, that extra influx of money like a lot of these other owners have money that they could put in to pay some of these signing bonuses. So I'll be interested to see how the Bengals structure this one. You remember this emergency quarterback rule that the NFL had? Yeah, they got rid of the third quarterback. So the Niners, of course, this is what they're talking about after what happened to them in the NFC Championship game. No team game. should have to go through what the Niners went through in that game. They're pushing to bring this thing back. Heck yeah. Kyle Shanahan said definitely would be in favor of it. We were scared to death when that rule ended, whatever, how many years ago. You kind of forgot about it since you don't see anyone have to go through it, but then you get reminded of how quickly a football game is over once that happens. They had no shot. They didn't. They didn't, and, and Jason Kelsey was talking about it on his podcast with his brother Travis Kelsey, felt the New Heights podcast. Little, felt bad about it for a little bit. Yeah, he was like, we knew going into the fourth quarter when we realized Purdy came back in and he couldn't throw. This game's over. Yeah. They can't do anything on offense. Couldn't have happened the week before, couldn't have. No, that's the way she goes. Uh, and then finally, Eli Manning is giving an endorsement to Daniel Jones. He's saying he has earned a long-term deal, and he hopes he's the Giants quarterback for a long time. Me too, man. I hope they give him all the money, him and Saquon, and they just make that their duo, and they just throw the bag at it. That'd be nice. I would say Saquon's reflexes aren't very good. I would not pay him that much. After dodgeball? Hit in the face of the dodgeball. How's that happen? Oh, I didn't even see that. Oh, yeah. Were they using the legit, like, kickball, old-school dodgeballs? No, not the kind that you ruined your mom's furniture with. Okay, they they softened it up a little bit. They probably got the, but they were were hurling these balls. I didn't know Saquon got popped, man. I think it knocked out his, his... Pod. Yeah, it was one on one him and Demario <laughs> Davis, and Davis not nailed him right in the face. But because of that, the face the, rule, the offense. Yeah, you're not allowed to hit him in the head. Yeah, with the ball. So that's the offense autom- won. That's an automatic L if you it hit somebody in the hell. Oh no, headshots in dodgeball. No either? headshots. No headshots. I just saw the. I just saw the the thing. Yeah, he tried to just like dodge it with his head and move it to the side, but he just still nailed smashed <laughs> right in the face. In the face. <laughs> think he took one for the team there to win. He might have. Ah, do you think he knew those rules? No, I don't think he did. I, I think, think that he was did. totally He turned around and he was kind of complaining a little bit like, whoa, whoa. Hey, you know, he was pointing to his face. Face, face. So face. Barkley got hit in the face in a one-on-one dodgeball and ends up winning? Yes. He won. Oh, I don't like those rules. Me either. Those are the rules we need to change. Defense should have won. All right, we got your afternoon headlines. Plus, we've got the bracket for you for Fan Bowl. And who should be on the Cowboys' offseason wish list? If you were Dan Quinn, we'll talk about that next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.